Thank you for listening to Made to Be, a podcast exploring the surprising professional paths of extraordinary women in business. I'm Kristen Berman, co-founder and CEO of Philly Made Creative, a marketing and media production agency. Listen as I facilitate powerful conversations with women who are masters of their crafts. Learn about their journeys and just what it took to become who they were made to be. I get a lot of inspiration out of music. I mean, there are so many things that can inspire you. Um, but I'm really happy that I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go. You know, and I hop out of bed and say, let's go for it. And I think that sometimes that doesn't happen naturally for people. So I'm pretty, pretty happy that that's one of those things where I have that ability to say, what does today have to bring? And let's go for it. It's finally summer. Schools are letting out and graduation caps are being thrown. When I was younger, I looked forward to summer because it meant I got to go to summer camp. Summer camp for me was on Lake Ossipee in New Hampshire at YMCA Camp Huggins, an all-girls overnight camp. We slept on bunk beds and cabins, sang songs in the mess hall, and bonded with new friends. What I realized later in life is that during those six years, camp was teaching me so much about leadership and responsibility. My guest today is a woman who has committed so much of her life to empowering young women through summer camp. Between being a camper, counselor, to now camp director, and so many roles in between, she's heading into her 50th year at Huckins. Listen today to find out what it took for Jody Skelton to become who she was made to be. <laughs> so today I want to welcome Jody Skelton. She is the executive director at the YMCA Camp Hawkins up in Freedom, New Hampshire. Jody, thank you so much for being on Made to Be. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for asking me. Jody, I, I asked you to be on the show because you have meant so much to me in my life. Hawkins uh, was a part of my life for six years as a camper, but also uh, watching my sisters go as campers and then having some friends go as campers and counselors. And I want to know from you, what does camp mean to you? That's a pretty loaded question. But um, of course, I started too as a camper and um, just grew to love camping and working with people and working with children. And so, um, so camp has really just been uh, my passion and something that I'm very fortunate to be able to participate in. So it's been, like you said, this is my 50th summer, so I've been over 30 years working here. So um, certainly something that I love very much and have feel very fortunate to be a part of. And tell us about the first summer for you at camp. What was that like? So my first summer, um, I don't remember too much. I remember that I um, had a, was in a CIT cabin, so that's a counselor and training cabin. And so I went home and told my mom I wanted to be a CIT. So she was really impressed with that. Um, that two weeks and I already decided that I was going back and then I was going to be on the staff, which yeah, was pretty fun. And um, I remember casino night as a really fun thing that we did, where we went to the lodge and there were so many games and it was just I don't know one of those things that just was outside the box for me. So it was really fun. And of course, um, swimming and playing softball, uh, learning how to water ski, all those things were really fun parts of camp for me when I was little. That's so great. I mean, once you walked into, walked into camp, what was that first moment like for you, if you can remember? 
um, my sisters, I was with my, my parents and my older sister who had gone. And so, um, so it was a little bit scary because I was the youngest. So they took me to my cabin first. And, uh, I just, I remember my sister had made me a hat to wear. Um, and I was all dressed in my outfit with the hat and everything. And I don't know, I, I was just ready to go. I think. How old were you? So I was nine. Yep. You're nine years old and you're staying yeah. at camp for two weeks. Right. And I was staying at camp for two weeks. Sleepaway camp too. Sleepaway for two weeks. Right. I was ready. My sisters had been to other camps before and told me all about it and stuff. So I was ready to give it a try. And what is Huckins for people who have never heard of Camp Huckins or maybe who have never gone to camp before? Mm -hmm. Can you describe a little bit about it? So Camp Huckins is a YMCA camp that runs for four two-week sessions, and we're an all-girls camp uh, located in Freedom, New Hampshire. And so really, uh, Y camps are unique in the sense that they are, are friendship camps focus on carrying honesty, respect, and responsibility, and we hope fully open girls' eyes to a lot of um, opportunities sports-wise, but also um, in becoming independent and making friends and learning how to live on your own. So, um, and of course, a big piece of our camp is leadership training. So we certainly are very proud that we at Camp Huckins grow our own leaders and our own counselors were our campers. So something fun to think about. So can you describe what a typical day at camp is like? So the Reveille bugle blows at 7.15. The girls wake up and uh, get dressed. And then at 7.40, there's a waitress. She goes down, sets the table, and Soupy blows at 8 o'clock. And that means it's time for everybody to go to breakfast. And then we have breakfast together, all together in the dining hall. After breakfast, we all go to the flagpole where we have our morning announcements and then um, a thought for the day. And then everyone goes back, gets ready. We have three instructional periods, so each cabin is assigned to go to certain places. They travel together, and all the counselors go to the areas where they work. Um, and then you have the three instructional periods in the morning. You come back to the cabin, get ready for lunch. And then after lunch, we have uh, rest time where you can write letters home. I always tell the campers, but also they get mail, um, and it's a time to rest. And then uh, we have in the afternoon what's called free selection of activities, which is um, two hours of free time where the campers get to choose where they go and what they do. Um, and all the areas are open and we have specials um, that we talk about at lunchtime so they can make some choices of their own. And then um, after free time is over, we go to dinner. We have after dinner, we go to the flag, take the flag down, have evening announcements. And then the evening time is either cabin time or divisional time or special event time um, for the, the group to be together. Then, um, the 8.30, everybody gets brushes their teeth and gets ready for bed. So the juniors have taps at 9 o'clock of the seniors and have taps at 9.15. And then they have like kind of half an hour together with their counselor. Most counselors still read um, read out loud um, to their campers. And then um, it's time for them to go to bed. And they wake up the next morning and do it all over again. I remember being in the cabins, you know, in the middle of the night, having to go to the bathroom, you get up out of bed, maybe I'm on the top bunk, climb yeah. down, walk outside and, uh, and walk over to, over to the bathrooms, over to the Johns. Right. Um, it was always such a special time being up there. What is it like for you having been on Lake Ossipee for 50 years? 
so the fun part, everyone says, well, how can you keep doing it? You know, what keeps you coming back? And um, the fun part is that every year it is different. So camp remains the same, but the people are different. The campers are different. You know, when we open the gates, when the junior counselors, the first year they're being counselors, you know, walk in the door, they're so excited and they can't wait to be counselors. And uh, they just bring so much energy and enthusiasm to camp. And then, of course, on our change days when the girls arrive, um, it's a huge, uh, I would say, spirit, hucking spirit in the air. And everybody just can't wait to be at camp. And some girls are reuniting with old friends and happy to be back. And um, I just feel like camp is a place where girls tell me um, it's a place where I can be myself. And, uh, and that's an amazing opportunity that we have for girls to be able to be at camp for two weeks, totally unhooked from all electronics and just to be able to hang out and, and meet people and interact with friends and have a good time. You said that leadership is a big part of Camp Hawkins. How mm-hmm. do you weave leadership training into uh, the camp experience? So I think leadership training really happens naturally at our camp because um, the campers live with the counselors and the counselors kind of share with them um, their expectations and what they want to, um, the girls to do while they're at camp. And so they set up um, a basic structure for the girls. But they also, um, like I said, as I was a camper, I was like, wow, I want to be a counselor someday. And as the campers get older, you know, our W program, um, the W's or our ninth graders um, have the opportunity to raise the flag and they're the cart girls. And so again, here's an opportunity where campers are leaders for our younger campers. And so I really feel like that's the beginning of saying, oh, you know what, I can, you know, help. I can, I can raise the flag. I can be cart girl and I can work with the juniors and take them around camp and show them you know places and answer their questions and so really introducing leadership um at a young age um and then from the ninth grade program on of course we're pretty intense in our leadership training the ninth graders the we do have leadership um opportunities for them and then of course our cit program when the girls come back for a month they have time in a cabin they go to all the departments and uh, learn about what leadership is like to them what type of leader they want to be as a person and how they work with others. And of course, um, you know, if becoming a counselor is the right job for them. So, um, so I feel like even if you don't return after your CIT year, um, just being at camp has so many values that it teaches you for your life. It also helps you not be homesick, of course, when you're away at college, you know, and just gives you that independence. And also I think the feeling of some self-confidence. We always hope that girls um, grow while they're at camp and go home a little bit stronger than they were when they left. So, um, so lots of leadership just happens naturally at camp. What are some things that parents say to you about the leadership uh, development of, of their daughters? Um, I think I was talking to a mom this morning and she was just saying the things that her daughters um, learn at camp are just things that, um, that they haven't that they haven't grasped anywhere else and the camp is just so helpful and I think part of it is because when girls are in a cabin and they have a female that's a couple of years older than them or uh, their counselor as a role model it really um it just is someone that they want to be like and someone that they admire and so those leadership skills and questions and conversations just kind of happen naturally and so um this woman's daughter's coming back to be a counselor this summer and she has younger girls that are campers and they just I said you know are totally in 
um, involved with camp and just can't wait to come and count the days and uh, really have been affected by Huckins. And, you know, and that's just kind of how it happens. Once you get it in your blood, you just become part of camp and you just can't wait to be part of it and get back. Is that how it was for you when you were a camper? Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't wait to get back. I didn't come with friends from home or didn't, you know, have huge friends at camp that I felt were the important part of it. I was just there for the the whole, the whole deal, the whole shmeal, the you know, water skiing, like I said, learning how to play softball and just interacting with everybody and participating in so many things that I didn't have the opportunity to do at home. Tell us about your CIT year. What was that like for you? What were things that uh, really stood out for you in that season? So my CIT year, um, I loved being in a cabin. So I was um, I've always wanted to teach school, and so I went was going to college for elementary education or was thinking about becoming a teacher. And so once I got into a cabin, um, you know, you had that opportunity, and I wanted to be with the younger campers. I absolutely was drawn to the youngest. And um, and just having them, like the minute you walk into a cabin when you're a CIT, just you're afraid that they're not going to look up to you. But just once you walk in and you introduce yourself and the kids are asking you questions and all of a sudden you're like, I can do this. I can, you know, I can do this. And of course I loved it, you know, walking to the meals, holding hands, telling them stories, you know, answering their questions. Um, They were homesick. I had the chance to help them with that. So um, I totally loved it. And my CIT year, um, one of the, another counselor went home ill. So I was able to go out again. So I had two times out as a um, CIT in a cabin. And uh, my second time I was with older girls, I was in the Midler division and I loved that too. So I was really um, surprised that I enjoyed, you know, the older kids just as much as I enjoyed the younger girls. You're listening to Made to Be, a podcast featuring extraordinary women in business produced by Philly Made Creative. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you believe you or somebody you know should be featured as a guest, please email madetobe at phillymadecreative.com. And once you became a a counselor, how many years were you a counselor and and what happened after that? So I was um, a junior counselor and then a senior counselor, I think three years. And so I was a senior counselor two times in the junior division. And then I was a CIT counselor in the junior division. Um, I, I trained CITs. And then I actually, the C, I was a CIT counselor in the junior division. So I was in the junior division four years as a counselor. And, um, and I loved it. Like I said, it was um, an opportunity to work with the young girls and to help um, them grow and love camp. And um, I remember one time it was just a girl like holding on to her parents' leg when they left and she didn't want them to go and whatever. And then, you know, of course, two weeks later, she was crying because she didn't want to go home. And I was like, this job is pretty amazing, you know, and just being able to know that she had grown so much with her independence and was okay being away from her parents and now, you know, excited and happy that she had a great time at camp and couldn't wait to come back again. So, um, so I really, I really loved it from, you know, that day on really. At what point did you know that this was where you wanted to to spend your career? You know, um, so I went to college. I got a degree in elementary education, and I taught school. And um, the camp director invited me to come on year round. And I just remember one day we were in the well house, and because something had happened with the water, and he said, "You know, you need to come down here. I want you to to look at this. I want you to understand how the water system works because you know you're going to run this place someday, and you need to know everything." And I just remember kind of laughing to myself and saying, you know, I had no idea that 
he would know that I was going to run this place, but that I, you know, so of course I went with him and I was interested to learn everything. And um, there were so many things to learn. And that's part of why I loved it because I did love learning how to drive a boat, learn how to do this and turn the water on, turn the water off. Um, and then um, he retired and the new camp director came in. And then um, a few years after I had been assistant director. Um, I just knew I was ready and that, you know, this was all preparing me and that I did want to become camp director. So it just kind of evolved over time. But when he first said it, I would never have thought that I really, that wasn't my goal. You know, I thought I was going to teach and, and come to camp in the summer. So what was that transition like for you once you decided to, to work year round? Uh, so it was great. So um, the hard part about working year round, of course, became a part of an office. You know, I was in the office more and not working with kids. But um, because we were kind of a um, independent camp, um, I was able to develop some programs in the community with children so that I wasn't, you know, like at my desk all the time. And so that was really helpful. And we continue to do um, community outreach as our camp in the in the off season, which is a really great thing. Everybody wins. The community loves having us do it. And we love um, working with kids during the year. So that's just kind of a nice match for both. And what is it about camp that has you continue to come back for the last almost 50 years now? Um, I would just say that it's the, all about the campers. And as I said, um, it's all about just seeing them succeed and have a good time. And the same thing happens with the staff as well. So seeing the counselors come and, and grow as much as they grow throughout the season and uh, being able to accomplish things that they, you know, didn't know that they were going to be able to accomplish. And especially, you know, and the girls, just the simple things. I think the fact that we still do the element, you know, we recognize campers when they make their accomplishments or when they do things. And I just think all of that is really part of, just um, helping kids grow and become strong. And, uh, and that is absolutely what keeps me coming back because the smiles, you know, you don't find them anywhere else. And what is it about, and this may sound like I'm repeating the question. Sometimes yeah. I hear something a little different. What is it about the celebration of accomplishments that, that, la- that has that lasting impression for people? Um, I think, I think when we're at camp, number one, I think it's really fun that we're in a female environment and all, all women together. So that really helps people relax and enjoy themselves. And I think the fact that we celebrate the little things is a really important um, part of camp so that an accomplishment for, you know, passing your swim test, um, you know, is, and we're going to, the girls stand on the bench and they give you an LMN and that's just one of those, it's just a little bit of, um, of recognition, but I, I think it helps build self-esteem. And I think that that's just one of the fun things. I think we don't celebrate little things during the year every day. And so that I think camp is one of those places where we do recognize and celebrate things. And so camp just becomes a happy place because of course there are lots of things to celebrate. We do lots of singing and, um, and it's just a joyful time. And I think um, that's what kids remember, you know, and being at camp and um, trying to make your, you know, make you be the best you can be. So somebody who is, you are in charge of this camp, what are some of the challenges that you've been through over the years? Uh, I would say staffing is always a challenge um, and, and just learning and helping people grow. I think the hardest part um, when you become a counselor is uh, the transition from 
I came to camp to be with my friends. And now, of course, when you come to camp, you, you come to camp to help other kids have fun. And you certainly have fun um, while you're doing it. But I think just having that growth and the maturity to realize that, you know, camp is um, for you are helping camp for other girls. And so that's kind of what your job becomes. Um, and, that, and once they make that transition, they totally get it and are able to um, enjoy camp and continue to grow. But of course, um, you know, through the years, there's challenges um, when you have to fire someone and that's kind of a huge growing thing when, you know, it's not always fun, but certainly you have to learn how to do it and, um, and how to help people grow the, and, you know, grow as much as they can from their job and learn from your mistakes. I think camp is a place where you can, um, you know, make small mistakes and be able to recover from that and, um, and move on and um, learn to, and continue to learn. And why do you think it's important for you that people continue to grow and learn? Um, I, I think that comes back from my basis of being a teacher and, you know, and so that I really feel like uh, everyone can learn from each other. And I think sometimes um, we don't open our eyes to our differences, but that we should be celebrating our differences and that kids can from different places. I think one of the great things from camp, of course, is we put different um, girls from different towns and states and countries together and they have to learn how to get along and I think that's just a, a huge um, opportunity to grow and to be able to appreciate people's differences and, and to learn more about yourself and so I think that um, helps kids grow and become strong. So for you how would you define success in your role? Um, I think in my role as a camp director, um, success comes in a lots of different ways. Of course, um, you manage a budget, which is an important thing for your board and to make sure that camp is successful. But the way that you tell, you know, that camp is successful, I feel like is, um, you have returning campers and more importantly, you have returning staff members. And so we're very fortunate when we're like over 85% of our staff, you know, returns each summer and our have longstanding uh, division leaders who have been at camp, you know, more than 10 years. And that really um, helps us um, just as a community because we're connected with each other. And when you come back to camp, it's like it never changed. And so that there, everyone's ready to go and we're ready to, um, you know, teach and pass on the information that we have. So our division leaders, our assistant camp director are all very open-minded and just helping um, others grow and learn and being able to pass on the spirit. I think one of the great things about Huckins is now I'm watching girls that I had as campers bring their daughters. And that's a pretty um, unbelievable feeling and a situation where, you know, you can pass camp on to others. And I think that that's one of the great things that we do. Yeah. I mean, that's how I found out about camp is I, one of your co-counselors. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she had her daughters uh, up at Huckins and invited me and my sisters to go up to Huckins. And, you know, without that, it, I wouldn't have, have gone there. Yeah. It's amazing how camp just gets passed on, you know, and we're fortunate that we don't have to spend money on advertising and it's all word of mouth, but that, um, that camp is absolutely the quality of your camp really has to do the, the background of your staff, I think. So what, what were some of your major accomplishments so far? What have they been? Um, I think if I were to say my major accomplishment in camping, of course, having children, I figure is one of my major accomplishments. I've had three beautiful children. But of course, um, in the camping world, 
Um, I think one of the great things that I was able to accomplish was um, to build our leadership division. And so when we, um, we had ninth grade campers in our senior division, and we had our CITs in our junior division, so our 15 and 16-year-olds were living with our nine-year-olds. And so being able to pull the ninth graders, the oldest campers, out of the senior division and pull the CITs out of the junior division and to build a leadership division where now our ninth and tenth graders are together um, was a, is a huge accomplishment. We, you know, had a capital campaign and raised the money. And, um, and now I think it's, um, it's a really essential part of what our program is. And it's a wonderful, the division also has, um, cabins that are built a little bit differently. So we can do more programming in the fall and in the spring. So it really opened camp up to, um, more groups. And so that's a, another thing that I feel very fortunate about. We were able to start a mother daughter weekend, um, in the fall where we have over 300 people come for the weekend, which is a really fun time. And also we do a mother-son weekend in the spring. Um, and that's over 100, you know, moms and boys coming to camp and getting a chance to um, enjoy camp for the weekend. So those are some of the accomplishments that I think are important. And then are there any times that you remember where you failed to achieve something that you really wanted to achieve that was really important for you? Um, I think some of the, I've been very fortunate in the sense that I kind of have grown up through the ranks. And so I've done different jobs and done different things. Um, and so I think the hard, the hard part about learning when you fail is just getting up and trying again and trying not to give up. Um, you know, and I think when someone says no, the word, instead of having it be no, you take it as the next opportunity, right? And no, next opportunity to move on and try again and fail, you know, it means you just get up and try again. Um, and so I remember camp director being very frustrated with me one time because I couldn't learn how to back up a boat trailer. And so it's, I'm left-handed. And so, you know, you have to turn the wheel the opposite way and I just couldn't figure it out. So it's just one of those things where even today I'm not very good and I do not drive a boat trailer unless I absolutely have to. But um, it's just one of those silly challenges where you're like, okay, I really need to think. And you have to think um, opposite of what I ordinarily would be because I'm so left-handed. But um, I think just learning from your mistakes, I think a lot of times um, I think I'm fortunate that you have the opportunity um, to grow from the mistakes that you make. And so um, that's one of the things where you just have to uh, keep yourself um, upbeat and positive and try to move forward, even though you make mistakes. So in the, in those times, like when you're learning how to drive the boat trailer, mm. what was it like for you getting, uh, not being able to get it or not being able to do it the way you thought needed it to be done? So, um, so I think it's very frustrating, um, you know, because it's a challenge and it's something where you sit there and you say, you know, I can do this because I just need to reverse my, what my, what my, um, instinct would be. And so, um, so again, it's one of those things where in order to accomplish that, I just had to repeat it over and over and over again. And that's sometimes what people need, um, is to just hear it more than once and to do it different times. You know, when I was teaching and I, I taught special ed for a while, um, it was just one of those, you had to just sometimes with some children, you just have to do it a different way until they actually get it. And once you get it, you can move forward, but it's just, um, having the patience, which of course would be something that I need to have, um, and then to take the patience and to be willing to just keep practicing and practicing. 
Now you're someone who has dedicated much of your life to serving others. And this may be a hard question to acknowledge, but what is the impact that you think you've had on women over the years? Yeah, that's a really hard question. Um, and because I think I'd have to sit down and try to add up all the years and add up all the different kids and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think, like I mentioned, I think the most important thing, um, the gift that camp gives and that I've been very fortunate to be a part of is that um, just helping girls grow and become stronger. And I think every time um, I run into someone, you know, I've, I know lots of people that have gone into camping or gone into other leadership positions or are running their own companies and they just will call and say, Jody, I use stuff that I learned at camp every day at my job, even though I'm not at camp. You know, those life skills were so important and I'm so appreciative of what camp, you know, gave to me. And, um, and I just think that that's something that we try to tell the counselors, you know, today, that, you know, what, what you're learning here you're today you're going to be using you know five six and for the rest of your life you know and so those that's, that's probably the greatest gift that we give is just helping women grow as much as they can and what is that like for you when you get those calls oh I, I love it I love it so that's those are the rewards you know so that's the thing so in camping I think the counselors come back because they love what they can give to campers and the rewards they get are the smiles and the hugs and the, I, you know, I did it. I was able to do it. I didn't think I could and I can. And so when I get those phone calls from people to say, you know, look what I'm doing now. And I'm so appreciative and that as I look back, camp was such an important integral part of, you know, who I am, um, you know, and that just makes you smile. And those are the best rewards right there. What are some of the, uh, the people, or you don't have to say specifically who, but some of the people that really stand out for you, what are, what were they like and how do you see them out in the world now? So are you talking about like my role models or, or people or staff that I had that I admire? Either one. Um, So a lot of, let's see. So I think the thing that I, well, I love that people can take what they learned at camp and and do something totally different with it, but are using the same skills that they had, you know. So, um, for example, you know, friends that have been become lawyers, you know, or actually there's, I was going to say doctors as well, but just people, I think a lot of the camp, camping world really is a lot of social skills. And a lot of times people go into jobs where they're working with other people. And now in this whole tech world where everybody's you know on their phones or doing whatever it really comes back to how you communicate with each other is what's important and just being able to have a conversation with another person face to face um, becomes a really important thing which of course girls learn naturally at camp Um, and so people that are in I would say you know working with children and rec departments or um, in schools we have so many staff that have become teachers and it's just one of those amazing things principals teachers and uh, working with children as a career and so that's a, a great thing that camp provides what is it like for you being in the camp industry um i think being in the camp industry is um again we are very fortunate um that camp fills very quickly and that um, we do have waiting lists um and so I feel like we go a lot to, we're really um, part of the American Camp Association, which is an organization that our camp belongs to. Um, and they do some great trainings and uh, we are able to participate and be trainers. And I'm a what's called an ACA visitor where 
I go around and help other camps um, get their accreditation. And so um, I feel there's always things to learn. So every time you go to a conference, you know, there's always things you can meet other people that are doing things and they challenge you all the time, which is a really great thing. And, um, you know, camp has a lot of traditions, but it also has room for change. And so when we come back from those conferences and we can look at things and try things, do things a little bit differently. It's always a fun, um, fun opportunity to help um, camp grow and change, you know, with the times and as, as we grow. So that's great. You're, you're really impacting Huckins, but also other camps that are looking to grow. Of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, we share, I think that's a great thing about camp directors and when we're at conferences together, everybody shares with each other. And so we're hopefully all just trying to help each other be the best that we can be. And so that's a really nice environment to be in. So it's amazing because it's like, we're not competing with each other. We're trying to help each other. You know what I mean? Even though we could, we're not really every camp is different. So we're not really fighting over the same children or we don't look at it that way. You know, we're just all happy to be able to have um, the opportunity to work with kids and help them grow. So I'm just as happy that someone comes to your camp, you know, as as, that they got the opportunity to go to camp and that versus not being able to go to camp. So Mm -hmm. So I want to back up just a minute. When, when you, when you stepped into the role uh, of being a camp director, Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to really feel like that that you were settled in that? So, um, you know how we have candlelight at the end of a session, mm-hmm. and so the woman that was assistant camp director, Ann Ann Vaughn, Ann Riley, um, and I, I just remember. So when campers are leaving candlelight, you know they're walking up the hill and everything, and I just remember looking at Ann and just saying, um, "We're doing it." we are actually doing it. We know we are the camp directors and and the campers and and we just finished two weeks of camp and no major catastrophes. And, you know, and we're, I, I use the words, you know, we're like Pete and Pete and Zavin. I mean, you know, we, we became, we became the camp directors that, you know, were our role models. And it was just one of those things that a pretty amazing feeling that, that right. We, we could do it, you know, and I, I really felt, um, Judy Snell was also camp director and she was the first woman to become camp director. So I feel that it was really great to um, have females in that position and be the role models for our campers and our staff. So it was just a really fun time. You're listening to Made to Be, a podcast featuring extraordinary women in business produced by Philly Made Creative. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you believe you or somebody you know should be featured as a guest, please email made to be at phillymadecreative.com. That was just the first time where I really felt like, okay, we're doing it. Um, the other time, of course, is change day. You know, so change day uh, in the parking lot is just such an exciting time because all the parents and the kids and everybody, the campers are running in and you know, reconnecting with each other. And then you have all the new campers that are anticipating camp and there just seems to be a huge um vibe in the parking lot on change days and that's just always a really fun time and then to feel like okay here we go we can do this you know this is going to be really fun so was there ever was there ever a time where you thought oh I'm, I'm not really the right person for this um <clears throat> I think uh, I think the camp always has its challenges, and so that there are times when you're like, "Oh man, oh how am I ever going to do this?" But um, you know, I think you just have to kind of break it up into small bites and pieces and say, "Okay, I can accomplish this. We can make this happen." Um, and so I feel like 
um, one camp director told me, you know, you'll know when it's time for you to move on and don't, um, and when that time comes, be smart and don't overstay your welcome. And um, I have told everyone or that I'm going to retire in a couple of years, though, so that that's one of those things where I want to leave camp in a really good place and, you know, and be happy about it. And so um, a great, a great thing to think about. What are some of the memories that most stick out for you, either as a camper or a counselor or a director? Um, I would say some of my favorite memories, and it's funny, I would say um, learning to water ski. And I remember just when I got up on skis, I would be so happy. I'd be like singing, you know, going back and forth, having that chance to water ski was really fun. Um, again, um, I was fortunate, you know, to have make some of my best friends at camp. And so spending time with the staff, that I, the women that I was counselor with, my 50th birthday, um, we all went um, together on a sailing trip for a week. And so it was amazing that the four of us lived all over the country, but just to be back together for a week, you know, it was like we had never left. That's always a really fun time to be together with with alumni and friends that you don't get to see very often. But um, the minute you're together again, you know, you just feel like, Oh, I'm back. You know, we're all back together. And that's just a wonderful feeling. Um, and then again, I think um, every time. So we do this really funny thing on opening day when we um, hand out staff shirts. And so we all gather in the lodge together and we um, call off the new new staff members name and, they um, are handed their, I hand them their staff shirt and then they run um, into the lodge to meet the people that have already got their staff shirts on. But that's, again, that's just one of those moments where it's so exciting because the junior counselors and the new staff are so excited to become part of the Huckins family. And that's just a really, uh, one of my favorite, favorite times each summer. So did I answer the question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where do you look for inspiration? Um, I do a lot of reading and I love to read. Um, but mostly, um, I think my inspiration just comes from others. And again, um, conferences that I attend and inspiration, um, just about life. And, uh, I think a lot of my inspiration just comes from my family and going to church and I get a lot of inspiration out of music. I mean, there are so many things that can inspire you. Um, but I'm really happy that I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go, you know, and I hop out of bed and say, let's go for it. And I think that sometimes that doesn't happen naturally for people. So I'm pretty, pretty happy that that's one of those things where I have that ability to say, what does today have to bring and let's go for it. (laughs) So is being, that a daily practice that you have? Yeah, being at camp, I think, is one of those great things, and um, that you want to put the most of, make make the most out of the day that you can. And I think sometimes when we stand at flag and we just say, you know, listen to the birds singing, you know, just for a moment, take a moment and pause and look how beautiful um, camp is, and being part of nature and seeing the stars at night and seeing the lake and the moon rise and all those wonderful things where. Um, that's so inspirational, I think, for all of us just to be able to take that moment in nature and enjoy and be inspired by what um, what we see and what we hear and um, what we become a part of. So obviously camp is a huge part of your life. Yes. What are some things in your life that you're passionate about outside of camp? 
Um, so I love, again, I love to read. Um, I love to ski. I've become really passionate about cross-country skiing. That's a really fun thing. And teaching skiing is a really fun thing. So on the weekends in the wintertime, when I can, I um, teach at a ski area, which is uh, just an opportunity, again, to work with children um, and to teach them a skill, a very fun, uh, fun skill, a life skill. Um, and I really enjoy swimming when I can. Um, I enjoy water skiing in the summertime. So lots of just being outdoors, camping, fishing, anything that, that brings you back to that nature is certainly something that I enjoy. Why do you think that's important for other people to get outside? Um, I think that in this world that just being outside and, and we, you know, becoming part and understanding, um, what the opportunity is and what, how precious, I think how precious, um, nature is and just learning to take care of, you know, we do, we have a lot of solar at camp, um, and we recycle and just learning about nature and, and here's this gorgeous tree and look at this um, zucchini that we're growing in the garden. And the kids are just like, wow, that is so cool. I've never seen a zucchini so small, um, but just helping them learn, you know, that this is something that we need to take care of and to protect and that, that nature is a gift that we have and that we need to preserve it. And, um, and, and to enjoy um, and enjoy, I think the girls, when they're at camp, they can see the stars and they're like, the stars are so much brighter at camp. And, I don't tell them it's the fact that we don't have any street lights, right? So that they can see the stars much better, but just the fact that they can appreciate it and to learn, you know, that this is um, part of our universe that um, we really need to protect and become part of the um, environmental awareness and, you know, and that that should be a part of all of our lives. What are some other things that you hope uh, girls get while they're at camp? So I really feel, um, that teaching people to be, motivate themselves, you know, to, so that they can um, follow their dreams. I really think that's an important thing to help girls um, realize that they should make dreams and then try to reach for them. Um, and that just goes along with building their self-esteem and helping them learn that, that you know what, you're, you can do what you want to do and you can make things happen. And you, I know a, a girl that's in the Midler division who, started her own company, you know, putting pockets in bathing suits and, you know, and so, I mean, you can do what you want. And I think that's one of the greatest things that gifts that camp can help girls realize that, you know what, I want to, um, you know, I want to be on student council or I want to learn how to swim. I want to, you know, read a book. I want to do different things or and grow as much as I can and become a doctor, you know, and I just think that we're helping kids um, think about what is the, their potential and that the that there is no end to their potential. I would hope that we, that they go home from camp saying, you know, I can do different things and more things and be strong about it. What are some ways that, that you t teach or train people to, to look at life that way? I think it kind of happens naturally at camp because I think that our staff um, and our counselors, uh, you know, we t talk about it during staff week, but that um, it happens naturally because when you're, when girls are with girls and they see each other doing things, they're asking their counselors, you know, what are you doing? Or where do you go to college? Or what do you want to be when you grow up? And so I think that's just kind of part of um, the process in the sense that they can share with each other and say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going into a nursing program and this is why. And, you know, and they can just have that time. Um, I think that camp is about, uh, campers have the opportunity to ask questions and people listen. I think that's a really important skill at camp. 
I'm afraid that sometimes we live in such a hurried world and sometimes kids are spread out and doing so many different things, but that at camp you have a chance to slow down and relax and just enjoy the simple things and also to, to listen to each other and to um, learn from each other. What is it that you want women to know, whether they are in a career in camp or not, just women in business, what are some things you want them to be left with? Um, I think that the whole concept about learning from your mistakes and not being afraid to keep trying and, and to set a goal and that, you know, you just, when you have a goal in mind that you just take small steps towards it and you don't want to take off more than you can chew, but that you have to know that every day you get closer to that goal and it's a little step at a time and that, um, and that you can be strong and, and look within yourself and um, find your strength. And to use, um, you know, use your friends, which is, sounds like, I don't mean use your friends, but that your friends will be there for you to help you. I think one of the greatest things camp gives each other is the opportunity to have friends and, and life friends. I've had so many people tell me, you know, my camp friends have helped me through, you know, so many problems and times when life was difficult that I could rely on my camp friends to hold me up. And um, I do think that your camp friends are unique in the sense when you live in a cabin with people for two weeks. It's different than going to school, you know, with kids where you go home at night, um, your camp friends can really become your true friends. And so um, you rely on your friends and just make yourself the best you can be. And you've also, uh, much of your staff is, they're pretty young. They're Mm -hmm. girls who are 15, 16, 17 and up. What is it like um, managing a staff of that age? So I think that's part of the that's part of the secret of not growing up, not getting old. You know, I think when you surround yourself with young people, it's very um, it helps you stay young yourself. But um, I, again, I think that we uh, learn a lot at the ACA at our camp conventions and stuff that how to deal with um, this with people that are younger than you and what's happening in their lives and, and um, how things have changed and. Um, how we adapt to um, the way that society is and what's happening in their lives and how can we relate to them. Because, of course, um, when I was a counselor, um, things were, you know, totally different. And we, you know, didn't have cell phones. And we had flying on a plane was something that you maybe did, you know, hadn't even done yet as, a, you know, it wasn't something. So people are just so much more mobile and um, and have everything kind of at their fingertips, whereas I was looking it up in a dictionary or looking it up in an encyclopedia, and so those things are different. And so, um, how we just interact and challenge um, our younger staff um, becomes important, and um, we really want to try to um, relate as well as we can to them. And of course, like I am an old fuddy-duddy, and they know that sometimes, and they and they deal with it, and um, and I can learn so much from them, you know, and that's one of the fun things is they share, um, you know, with me and, and, and can help me grow as much as I can, so that's always helpful. How, how do you find that, being, being such a leader in a leadership training uh, setting, how do you find you grow as a leader? So again, I am, I'm learning every day. I think that's one of the the things that, you know, you never stop learning. You can always um, just pick up little things when I'm reading and when I'm meeting other people, um, we're always, you know, talking about what, how we're going to interact with the counselors and and just setting up 
uh, different training sessions and just having conversations with people. Um, but that I think to always be learning is really an important thing that we're continually looking things up on the internet and trying to go to different sessions and um, participate in things that we feel that will help us grow. And so for you, you had mentioned that in the next couple of years, you're planning on retiring. Mm -hmm. What do you see as next for you? So, um, so I really want to do a little bit of world service somehow. And, um, and so I'm trying to think about that. I really want to travel and reconnect with some of the international staff that I've met throughout the years. So that's kind of a, a fun thing to think about. Um, I still will do some work with children somehow, either volunteering at a school, uh, teaching people how to learn to read, I think is such an important skill. Um, I certainly am passionate about that and will think about doing that, but um, just working I'll be doing something working with people. There's for sure. And you know what? Now, nah, as my parents got older, I realized that I enjoy working with older people just as much as I enjoy working with five-year-olds, you know, so that um, there are certainly lots of opportunities out there to um, work with a variety of people and a variety of places. And so I just look forward to trying some new things. That's great. That's great. So what are, do you have any last bits of advice for women in business uh, looking to grow and develop themselves in their careers? Um, I would just say again that I think sometimes with the counselors, right now, a lot of times the counselors go undecided into school, you know, and they're like, oh, no, I don't know what I want to do. And I just think, um, you know, and I try to say, you know, that's not a bad thing. It just gives you the opportunity to try different things and, and to just stretch yourself. And so, again, I just encourage everyone to step outside the box and, you know, and not be afraid to just try something because you never know um, what you're going to find. And then when you do have the opportunity to find something you're passionate about, stay with it, you know, to follow your passion and follow your dreams, because I feel like you're so much more productive when you're doing something you love than when doing something that you might get paid a lot of money for. And I think, you know, that's one of those things where um, kids that work at camp obviously know because they don't make a lot of money, but you, but you love it and you feel passionate about it. And so to be able to have a job that you're passionate about is a really um, fantastic thing. So follow your dreams, follow your passion. All right. And if you were to give somebody listening to this a homework assignment in getting there, what would that look like? Um, a homework assignment uh, would be to uh, interact with as many people as you possibly can. You know, and don't be afraid. Um, you know, I always encourage uh, the staff to try and when you go to college, you know, join some clubs, do some things. Um, that you see that you think, oh, you know, I think I'd like that, but you're afraid to try it. So don't be afraid to, you know, try new things. Um, that would be my homework assignment. Try new, th try new things. Try five new things in the next two or three months. All right. You heard it. Try five new things in the next two or three months. And, and find your passion. And find your passion. Keep growing. Jody. thank you so much for being on Made to Be. This has been such a pleasure talking with you, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's very fun for me to reconnect with you too, Kristen. So thank you for your time. Made to Be is a production of Philly Made Creative. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like this episode, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or Anchor, and stay tuned for future episodes. 